Kia ora and welcome to Jules from NZ, a weekly podcast chocker with all things Aotearoa New Zealand and some about me, Jules. Cheer. Kia ora, tēnā koutou katoa. Hello and welcome back to all of you to Jules from NZ. Merry Kirihimate, which means Merry Christmas in Māori. Christmas is nearly upon us, and I know because the weather is getting hotter and the blazing red flowers of the Bahutakawa are blooming everywhere. So in deference to its beauty and the time of the year, I'd like to talk to you today about New Zealand's Aotearoa's Christmas tree. Treasures from the Vault the Bahutakawa tree, Metrosideros excelsa, I think, something like that. <laughs> Spike Pit, you have to tell me if I got that wrong. With its crimson flower, has become an established part of the New Zealand Christmas tradition. This iconic Christmas tree, or in Māori, Rākau Kirihimiti, which often features on greeting cards and in poems and songs, has become an important symbol for New Zealanders at home and abroad. Bahutakawa and the similar-looking rata belong to the genus Metrosideros. In New Zealand, this genus is represented by two Bahutakawa, mainland and Kermadec, six species of rata, vine, a related shrub, and three tree rata. Mainland Bahutakawa occurs naturally in the upper half of the North Island, north of New Plymouth and Gisborne, although it grows from one end of the country to the other. It is easily distinguished from rata by the hairs on the undersides of the leaves. It is a coastal evergreen tree that blossoms vibrant red flowers called kahika from late November to mid-January. Metrosideros is the Greek word for ironwood, which reflects the hard nature of the timber. The species name, excelsa, was derived from the Latin word meaning raised or exalted. A former name, Metrosideros tormentosa, described the felt of the white hairs, or tormentum in Latin, which covers the young stems, buds and undersides of the leaves. Bahutakawa grows best in warm, drier areas close to the sea, which is why it was naturally found in the upper North Island, which is our warmer territory. It grows to 20 metres high by 35 metres wide. The wood is a rich reddish-brown colour, heavy, compact, and of great strength. It is reputed to be durable and resistant to the marine worm, Teredo, and it is easier to work when green, but it often shrinks later. The major problem with the timber is the growth habit of the actual tree, with its gnarled and twisting branches, makes it almost impossible to obtain long and straight pieces. Young plants grow faster than older plants. In a very fertile environment with good moisture and plenty of room, young Bahutakawa grow at about 30 centimeters per year in height and five to 10 millimeters in diameter or thickness. Older trees gain about 10 centimetres in height a year and 2 mil in diameter. The rata grows about half the rate of the Bahutakawa. 
But Hurakawa can live for hundreds of years in their natural coastal environment. While it is common to see 100-year-old trees growing in home gardens, both Pahurukawa and northern Rata can probably live up to a thousand years. Both Pahurukawa and southern Rata can spread by branches that touch the ground, sending out roots and forming new trees. As a result of that, it is impossible to accurately assess the age of trees that have grown in this manner. Although Pahutakawa flowers usually occur in a range of different reds, from a pinkish crimson to a brownish red, a number of colour variations have actually been recorded. Unusual flower colours on record include apricot, salmon, yellow and pink. Early Māori also used to use the flowering of Pahutakawa as a seasonal sign that the kina were fat and ready to eat, kina being um, a seafood, basically. Māori have traditionally had a range of medicinal uses for both Pahutakawa and the rata. Uses include dysentery cures, stopping bleeding, and remedies for coughs and cold. Pahutakawa and Rata make fine bush honey also. I have already mentioned that the Pahutakawa and the Rata look similar and have similar traits. So, how do you tell them apart? There is a few ways that I can share that might help you spot a true Pahutakawa. A Pahutakawa tree flower will have more stamen, so a denser, more prolific flower. Northern Rata has less, southern Rata less again. A mature Pahutakawa has a different structure to Rata. Generally, they are multi-trunked with spreading branches. A northern Rata is generally a more upright tree with still some gnarled branches. There are several different ways to distinguish between them in terms of leaves also. So Pahutakawa leaves are generally larger and a darker green than the northern Rata, and can have slightly rolled edges. The underside of the Bahutakawa leaf has fine white hairs, whereas the northern rata leaf is glossy on both sides. Why is it getting harder to say rata? Rata, rata. Oh my goodness. Um, northern rata leaves also have a small notch in the tip of them as well. So all the relatives of Pahutakawa and Rata between, within the Pacific Rim originated from New Zealand up to 10 million years ago. The wind dispersed the tiny seeds thousands of kilometres. Interestingly, the Pahutakawa is actually considered a weed in South Africa. While we in New Zealand go to great lengths to protect the tree, it has been listed as a serious alien invader in South Africa. Stands of impenetrable Pahutakawa grow at the southwestern tip of that country, demonstrating the importance of planting trees in their natural environments rather than introducing them to other places. Back in 1990, up to 90% of the coastal Pahutakawa stands were gone. Since then, the Department of Conservation and Project Crimson have planted more than 300 thousand native trees with a focus on Pahutakawa and Rata. These well-known New Zealand trees now have a better outlook but still need our help to protect them. So what's attacking the Pahutakawa? Well, for one, 
there is the dreaded pest that is the possum. Possums browse a wide range of plants, but show strong preferences for some species like Rata and Pahutukawa. These trees cannot tolerate sustained possum browsing. A mature tree can be killed in three years with intensive browsing, and even young trees, although they can survive for longer, will eventually die if browsed regularly. When the browsed trees die back, the canopy or the top layer of the forest is opened up, and this exposes other trees to wind throw and damage from storms and insects and weed invasion and diseases. Also, possums have something fierce when you go into the camping toilets and then scare you half to death and you scream and you drop your torch and trip over your pants around your ankles and you look like a right fool on the ground when your friends find you after you've screamed. Bloody possums is all I have to say. But that's not the only threat. Bahutakawa and Rata are members of the myrtle family. And they are all under potential threat from the fungal disease myrtle rust, which is now established in New Zealand. Weeds and grasses often prevent regeneration by smothering young seedlings. And then, as always, there is us. People damage the trees by using their branches for firewood, lighting fires underneath them, parking cars on their roads, and let's not forget, just generally just smacking them down. Historically, the Māori made use of the wood of the Pahutakawa, mainly for small implements, paddles, and mauls. When Europeans first arrived in New Zealand, they found Pahutakawa reaching from Cape Reinga south to Poverty Bay in Uranui, and on the shores of Rotorua Lakes. It has now been planted over most of New Zealand, mainly in areas close to the sea, with the oldest planted trees being at least 150 years old. And actually, my suburb of Titahi Bay can boast a whole load of planted Puhutakawa, and they are beautiful. Remind me to take a video for you. Early Europeans used... Oops, nope, I've... Yes, early Europeans used Bahutakawa extensively for the curved members of boat frames, and its numbers were greatly reduced in areas adjacent to boat building yards. Because it was so hard, it was usually worked green, which, if you remember what I said earlier, often led to problems later on. When straight lengths could be obtained, it was used for piles, stringers, bridge, and wharf planking and mining timbers. Bahutakawa and its cousin Rata also hold a prominent place in Māori tradition. Legends tell of Tafaki, a young Māori warrior who attempted to find heaven to seek help in avenging the death of his father. He fell to earth and the crimson flowers are said to represent his blood. A gnarled and twisted Bahutakawa on the windswept clifftop at Cape Brianga, the northern tip of New Zealand, has become of great significance to many New Zealanders. Possibly it is the most famous Bahutakawa ever. For Māori, the small venerated Bahutakawa is known as the Place of Leaping. It is from here that the spirits of the dead begin their journey to their traditional homeland of Hawaii. From this point, the spirits leap off the headland and climb down the roots of the 800-year-old tree, descending into the underworld on their return journey. Seeing this particular tree is still on my own Aotearoa bucket list, and reading about this particular tree generates 
all sorts of ideas about the world I wish to build in D&D based completely on Maori mythology. I'm so keen to do it. I just don't want to annoy people by doing it. Um, so I'm still thinking about it. Anyway, I'm getting way off track. Anyway, these days, Bahutakawa flowers fallen from the tree are used as Christmas table decorations and the red stamen blow along the beaches, giving a shady spot to rest a very colorful hue. Images of this tree adorn photographs, paintings, and Christmas cards. And it's found in plays, poems, literature, and songs. It tugs at the heartstrings of Kiwis abroad, and without its red flowers in sight, for me, it isn't truly Christmas. And speaking of Christmas, it wouldn't be right to leave you without some key Māori phrases to use this Christmas to impress your family and friends and to increase your Māori vocabulary. So, here we go. Koha. That's a gift or a present. I'm giving these Māori Christmas phrases to you as my Koha to you this season. Merry Kirihimiti. You heard me say that one at the top. That is Merry Christmas. Let's talk about some of those things around the tree. Well, in fact, the Christmas tree, which we also said. Rākau Kirihimiti. Christmas tree. And underneath the Christmas tree, around those presents, are going to be Pepa Ruruku, which is wrapping paper. So you're going to use that Pepa Ruruku to wrap those koha and put them underneath the rakau kirahimiti. Who puts them there? Do you? Or is it Hanakoko? Santa Claus! That's right, Hanakoko is Santa Claus. And on top of that tree are a whole lot of tanga, which are decorations. And on the very top of that Christmas tree probably is an anahira, or an angel. And beside the Christmas tree, awaiting more presents, I'm sure are your tokena kirahimiti, which is your Christmas stocking. And let's not forget when we turn out the lights, what makes the rooms shine and sparkle. It's those marama kirahimiti, which are those Christmas lights. And when you send your kari kirahimiti, or Christmas cards off to everybody to wish them a Merry Kirihimiti. I'm sure that brightens everybody's life around you. And then we sing our Himini Kirihimiti, which is our Christmas carols, our Himini Kirihimiti. And that brightens our own, you know, and uh, our friends around us lives as music, Christmas music comes into it. And on Christmas Day, we look forward to the most, that's right, the Christmas feast or the Hakari Kirihimiti. Hakari Kirihimiti. Um, that is the Christmas feast. That's right. Uh, so I hope they come in handy for you this holiday season. You may need to listen to those a few times. I'm hoping that my pronunciation is right. I did get someone to walk me through them so that I wouldn't muck those up. 
but I hope uh, I haven't, and I'm sorry if I did. <laughs> I haven't done any New Zealand music in a few episodes, so I'm bringing it back in this one with the New Zealand Christmas carol, Pahutakawa Tree, sung by school children. You can hear verses about how the native Christmas tree of Aotearoa fills their hearts with aroha. And that's love for those of you. I know that you're listeners of the podcast. You know means with love. So listeners using Anchor will hear a wee snippet of that straight after the episode. Those listening elsewhere can follow the Spotify link in the episode description to find a New Zealand music playlist put together by me. And the full song can be listened to there. It is school children and they are singing a beautiful Pahutakawa tree, Pahutakawa tree and it's just gorgeous. So I I would say that your Christmas day is not complete without listening to it frankly. Um, What's up next? Oh, it's me! Just time to shine So, Gems, uh, I just wanted to talk to you about where I'm spending Christmas Day because I'm really excited about it and I would love to hear from you about where you are spending Christmas Day or for those of you who are being sensible overseas and aren't able to travel because you know it would put your families in potentially danger uh, with this COVID spread. I'm so sorry that that is the case for you. Um, I feel very lucky to be living in Aotearoa where everybody took it pretty seriously and we were able to lock down because we're an island country. But um, we are able to at least travel within New Zealand um, and I am very excited after a whole year of not being able to see my family to finally being able to see them. Uh, We're all flying up to Auckland and we're all going to be staying in my auntie's house all together, all as a big family, um, and I'm really excited about it. So uh, maybe I'll even podcast um, from there and get everybody to say hi uh, if I can convince them to do so. So maybe look out for that or or shrug, I don't know. Um, But I'd love to hear from you all about what makes your Christmas special this year. I know we're all trying to put a good spin on it with uh, life has been pretty hard and a lot of us have been pretty broke and you know, our emotions have been all over the place. So give yourself a break this Christmas and try and make it special in some kind of small way, whether it's you buy yourself a treat that you've been looking forward to or you get on the phone and organize to um, chat with a big group of your friends to make sure that everybody knows that they're not alone and they're very loved and all of these things. And and honestly, um, if you do find yourself alone on Christmas, I encourage you to reach out to me. Uh, I will be on my phone all day and we'd be more than happy to have a, uh, a bit of a chat with you um, and to wish you Merry Kirihimiti in person myself. And you can find me on Jules Bergeser pretty much everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, everywhere. And that's J-U-L-Z B-U-R-G-I-S-S-E-R. Come find me. Come have a chat. Um, I would love to hear from you. Uh, cool. That's me, I guess. Um, I have so much RPG to still tell you about, but I've been doing too much RPG to actually be able to sit down and tell you about it. And I really wanted to do this episode instead. So I'm pleased I've managed to get this one down and um, 
out to you all before Christmas. So I just want to say a big thank you to you, the listener. Uh, Your listens this year have meant more to me than you would realize. The fact that uh, anybody enjoys the silliness that I do uh, and makes me keep wanting to share my beautiful New Zealand with you all and my crazy life and all of these things. Um, You're all just really, really special people to spend your time on somebody else. And I I do hope that uh, you're getting some kind of enjoyment out of this. Otherwise, why are you listening, you sadistic bugger? Um, (laughs) Yeah, but um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening through this crazy 2020. I hope to see you again in 2021 and let's bring on a better year. Also, a massive thanks to my gems, Shell Scott, Glenn James, Jason Lehring, KP, and Ezekiel. Uh, You make my heart sing. You really, really do. Uh, You have gotten me so much closer to my website. You have no idea. I'm so, I'm just, I'm just this close to being able to buy the website back, buy the domain name back, get myself set up again. I'm very stoked to be this close to doing it. So look out for that. Cannot wait. Um, next episode is a surprise, even to me. I've got a few irons in the fire right now, and perhaps I'll be sharing something special and different with you all from either my family or I might even be sharing an actual play or maybe there's more singing or I I have no idea so um it'll be a surprise to both of us (laughs) if you're enjoying listening to Jules from NZ please give the show a review on the platform of your choice it all helps me a lot um if you're really enjoying it and you would like to become one of my gems um, please visit on Patreon, um, where we have different tiers of supporting, and um, that would be an amazing present. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow, it's been a year, and I have so much aroha for you all. So, enohora ka kite ano, and miri kirehimiti. I hope that Hanakoko brings many koha to you and yours. Mwah! Aroha nui. Bye!